feel like I just saved you from saying something embarrassing. Yeah, I was uh. gonna I was gonna make a reference to our D and D game where you were laying eggs. <laughs> but yeah. I realized probably one percent of our audience actually listened to that. So so two people? Hey, welcome to episode 148 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Blake. Hey. And Paul. Hey. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Pretty good. Good. Yep. 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 Good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys been playing How you anything? doing, Nick? Oh, yep. 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 You're good. Your daughter turned one. My daughter. I have a one-year-old now. That's amazing. It's, uh, I was just saying, before uh, you hit that that record button mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't make any sense time time is nonsense uh where did it go why is my daughter so old why is um, she so old <laughs> doesn't make any sense so old <laughs> look when you have a baby time moves uh, at two rates simultaneously it goes very slowly such as when you're trying to make her eat food mm-hmm. um and then it zips by such as all other times yeah <laughs> um it really is like the moment to moment grinds sometimes, mm. but then you look back and you go, "That was way too fast." Yeah, it does. It's it feels like it's been weeks. Well, but it's been dude years. from the outside. I was surprised that she was one already. Yeah, I was like, surely it's only been it's been less than a year. It's been like three weeks ish. <laughs> yeah, three weeks. <laughs> oh, now like it's, it's, it, it seemed like just yesterday that you were taking time off from the podcast. Yeah, because she was being born. Yeah. And now it's like a year. <laughs> now it's been a year since yeah. then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, you've, Blake, you've seen Sylvia a few times over mm. the course of her year of existence. Yeah. Uh, and every time you see her, you are surprised that she can do anything new. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find very interesting. I think in your, and this is probably the case for a lot of people who don't have kids, but have semi regular exposure to kids. Um, they, uh, Assume they live in stasis. In a way, yeah. Well, it's, it, it, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't that she was doing new stuff. Like, I, I knew she would be doing stuff. Yeah. It was how fast she was doing new stuff. Like, it would be like, I wouldn't, I, I'd visit you guys yeah. and, like, she was, like, unable to crawl or anything. Yeah. And then, like, a few weeks later, she's crawling all over the place. Yeah. And I'm like, holy hell, that, mm-hmm. that was fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were like, uh, yesterday you, you saw her. You said, oh my God, she's so verbal. She's yeah. speaking so much. Um, no, she's not saying any real words other than hi. Uh, and vaguely she says, uh-oh, when she drops something. <laughs> she goes, uh-uh, which, which is uh-oh. Um, and uh, this morning, maybe yesterday, she starts saying bye-bye. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, and there's speculation that she says dad, but I don't think. <laughs> well, she says that she makes the sounds. Yeah. But I, there's no there's no concrete evidence that it is directed at me or that it is re- about me. It yeah. is just a noise she yeah. makes around you. So, it, there's some coincidental times where she's pointing at me yeah. and says dad. But then she points at the lamp and says dad. And then she, <laughs> well, and then she how just, sure are you? <laughs> it's just, so, yeah, it's, it's not. It's I'll not keep an fair. eye on that lamp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is what? What is the lamp that she's pointing to look like? <laughs> she's like really like sort of 
cone-shaped head. This is my baby. I've never really noticed it until now. Um, at night, it's hard to sleep with her in the room because it's just light coming out of her. Um, uh, no, so yeah, it's uh, kids and time. Mm-hmm. Real, real mm-hmm. weird mix. They, it is like my um, my nieces and nephews are around ten now. And my family has this like private Facebook group where mm-hmm. my my sisters and my mom put up photos on yep. them, and they're starting to do you know that thing on Facebook where it's like, oh, remember this photo from yeah. you know like eight years ago or something, mm-hmm. and th- that's starting to show up. And I'm like, holy hell! Like they they really like grow up like a lot. What? <laughs> it just it's a thing of like it doesn't seem like that much like. For for adults, right? Yeah, five or six years is nothing. Is like no real change in in yeah. In this is what I, I you. Think. But as a as, as a child, it's like I mean that was like half their life, and I'm like they've gone from like you know a toddler barely on the ground to yeah. like walking and talking and having conversations, and they have lives outside of the family, yeah. friends, and personalities, and personalities and you know. And you're like, holy hell, like. <laughs> That all changed. What did I do in six years? Like, I yeah. went to work yeah. and came home, and I did that for six years. You recorded about 120 nothing. episodes of a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an, it, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, adults do kind of enter a stasis. Yeah. Uh, often quite. And, and, I mean, we, we change over time, but it's nowhere near the blistering pace no. of children. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, it is. It is crazy. Um. But this isn't a podcast about children. It's, it's a also, podcast it's, starring children. One, one other thing I will say is that it's it's one of those things that I've realized that, like, because as an adult, you know, your childhood affects, like, your personality a lot. You yeah. know, there's stuff that happened in childhood that I still think back to and be like, oh, my God, you know. And This is why I'm afraid of cats. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But, like, like, realizing that that is really only such a small amount of time. Yeah that has such a huge impact on like the person you yes. become is crazy. Yeah. Uh, high school is only like four to six years. Yeah, for it most was people. specifically and- high school. I was thinking of recently because it was like, yeah, high school is like, yeah, four or five years. Yeah. Really, really formative part of your yeah. life. You've been, a, you've been working at GG for twice that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it hasn't had any uh, much of an impact on my life <laughs> yes. as, as high school did. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's part of it is, uh, the exposure to ideas, information of people. Mm. Uh, and I think if you were to change jobs every, you know, year, yeah, the way sort of high school kind of does that, where yeah. it shuffles people around, yeah, yeah. it shuffles information around, that, that sort of thing, uh, you would probably experience a similar sense of, yeah, of like probably. personality shift. Probably. Anyway, uh, video games, huh? What are they about? How about how about those games? <laughs> uh, you guys been playing anything? I've only been playing uh, Elden Ring. Okay, that's good. Because yeah. well, I'm curious to hear more about it. Really? I thought oh. you'd be sick of it. Um, you know, it's a game where I I do want it. I think I think I would. <laughs> we got think, you that far, huh? We got you that far. I I I wanted it even before <laughs> we had mm. talked about it. Um, and there are things that like we discussed that I I don't like, but I would put up with really. Um. But I like I watch the combat and I'm like that looks fun, and also I hear I see people like casting spells and just destroying bosses very quickly, mm. and I go that's silly. 
There's yeah. a, it's it's a game that like I'm shocked at how many different builds there are really because mm-hmm. it rem- it actually is reminding me of Path of Exile in like the amount of builds because people go in there and they're like here's a weird weapon yeah I'm gonna like basically build a character around it and like gather up abilities that like synergize with it or whatever yep. um and like going into it I ne- I've never really played any of those Dark Souls games like that. I've always just been like sword, shield, and some spells, and like that. That's kind of it. I've never yep. been. I've never been like I'm gonna craft my entire character around this one weapon, like you know people kind of do with Path of Exile. Is that is that because the um the the requirement to reach uh the minimum amount of stats needed? Pull something like that off. Yeah, requires that you get through difficult parts of the game without that key item. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, uh, and like you, the thing is, you can like respec at a certain point, but okay. you you also have to get like basically halfway through the game before you unlock the ability to respec. Um, but then again, it's like I don't play this game as like crazily as other mm-hmm. fans. Like we had Dane on the podcast a while back, and he's a huge, huge um dark souls fan and so is ed and ed i think does this as well where like they just play the game over and over and then the challenge then becomes um what's the weird way to play it yeah what's the weirdest way to play that and you see this on (laughs) you see this outside of the game as well where people like i finished dark souls with a dance dance revolution pad like you know or i hooked up 20 potatoes and used that as a controller like you see these like increasing like difficult things of like Like, I still haven't finished the game. Yeah, I still haven't <laughs> finished the game. <laughs> uh, I assume there has been a Twitch plays Dark Souls at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, there there was. There was a famous Twitch plays Dark Souls. Did they beat it? I assume I no. Think, I think they gave up. Yeah, that makes. Yeah, sense. Yeah, they they had to. I I watched it once, and it was just um, they were still in the very beginning. They hadn't even entered the like, like they were basically <laughs> in the first thirty seconds of the game. And they were still stuck in there, just rolling up against a wall. <laughs> and so I, I remember they then ended up um, implementing some kind of like, maybe it was for this. They had some sort of like voting system where mm-hmm. people would put in commands that they want. And like, I think it's like every second or something, there would be a, a vote would be cast on on what move gets done. So if, if people right. are like putting in attack, you know, for mm. for the for a second, it it will end up attacking depending yeah. on how many people. Or if if people are putting in dodge, they'll it'll it'll like dodge. I don't think it was very successful. I don't think they made it very far. I suspect everyone just still put in dodge. Probably. It was it was a mess, but it was a weird experiment. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't looked into Twitch plays recently. No, neither yeah, of I haven't seen I be, any of them in ages. I would be curious. There's some games that I, I think could be effective, like uh, maybe like a Civilization. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, but it's not an action oriented. Any any sort of turn based yeah. game, I think, is turn-based a valid would be choice. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also potentially just RTS would be interesting. Mm. I'd find it difficult to like. How do you? How do you control the mouse? Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, that's a good question. Maybe RTS is not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, po- like Pokemon was the first one, right? Yeah, it seems pretty 
good. Anything like that that then has a turn base uh, combat would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about Elden Ring a little bit more soon. Yeah. Paul, have you been playing anything? Uh, I got like wildly addicted to this phone game. Uh huh. Tell me more. <laughs> um, it's called, I actually I think it's a browser game as well, but it's called Super Auto Pets. Uh huh. And it's. T- take me through the loop. Uh, uh, I'm going to do a terrible job of this, but um, basically you start out and you get like three, you get 10 gold and three options for like the lowest level of pets. Sounds like Pokemon so far. <laughs> Except you, you choose your starter. Uh, but you can, you've got to sort of build a team. So you've got like five s- slots and you essentially end up filling up those slots with uh-huh. the different pets that have different abilities and different. They've got standard health and. This is Pokemon. It does sound like, like Pokemon. I feel like it is probably a little bit inspired by this. Yeah. It like, must be if it's yeah. a pet. Is, is it a battler? Like you, yeah. Yeah. Except that you don't have any control over what happens. Yeah. You, oh, they just you auto build battle. the team. Yep. Yeah. That's oh, the auto So part. it's all in and the, the it's pets basically because they're pets, and then ah, oh, I see, I see. So it's kind of like a deck building thing in that sense, Very where you're so. like you're building a team, and that's the actual game. Yeah. So then you got to like sell them and buy a different one. So you get through like mm. two rounds, and then there'll be more that become available to buy. Oh, okay. But still, each turn you only get like the ten gold. Yeah. Um, although is... there are like a pet that will give you more gold each time that you finish a thing. Oh. And this then the way like, to win. Um, have you played uh, Dota Auto Chess or no, I uh, Team Fight Tactics? Don't think so. Okay. I think these, this is the same genre, basically. Is, is yeah. Do the battles take place in sort of a big square and they move around? No, it's just like um, they're opposite each other and it goes, the uh, front ones attack the front ones and then... Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds... Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is also similar. Uh, Hearthstone had a mode and still has it called Battlegrounds. Uh, right. I can see how this would fit into that. Yeah. The same idea. Yeah. It's very interesting because um, I, I played a, a lot of Battlegrounds, like a stupid amount of Battlegrounds. Yeah. And uh, I've played some of Teamfight Tactics and I tried a, uh, an auto chess ripoff uh, and they're very fun. It's it's mm. about it's about like ranking these things up, right? And then like... And uh, selling them when they become not effective. And it's like a resource juggling game, yeah. essentially. Are there, are there like synergies between these pets and things? Yeah. Like, uh, do you get bonuses for having pets of the same type? No. So they don't do that, but they'll have. Uh, so you might have like the. There's a puffer fish that will deal damage to a random enemy if it takes damage. And then you can put like the elephant in front of it. And then every time the elephant attacks, it deals one damage behind it. Mmm. So that you get like these weird synergies yeah. that don't come out of anything set in stone, like yeah. team-based things. It's but... just the properties of the animals themselves. Yeah. And a cool. lot goes into where you position things yeah. so that you can get that working. That honestly sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, that does actually sound good. <laughs> I did pick it up and like, yeah. I just keep playing it in spare time now. How did, uh, you, how did you find it? It came up on YouTube. Really? From like oh. some other channel that I watched a while ago about... What was that vampire game that was going around? Do you know the one oh, where the masquerade. it was like three dollars and is it um oh man is it that that wave based one? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Some of the guys at work were playing that. Um, yeah, I can't remember what. It was yeah, because I heard about it from Damo, yeah. and it's a different game entirely. Okay, yeah. But, um, so that was yeah. waves of enemies keep coming in, and you can get like different abilities, and it's all that was all about 
trying to get the right abilities to get like through more and more waves right. of things. It was a sure. super simple game, but yeah. really quite well executed for what it was. I think I maybe know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't remember the name of it either. Yeah, I can't remember. It was, it was Vampire <laughs> something, and I kept thinking like, oh, is it a Vampire Masquerade yeah. game? But then I hear what it is, and I'm like, that is not no, very different. Yeah. I'm um, look it up. Yeah. I can. Now, this, this <laughs> Auto Pets game, free to play? Yeah. Uh, what's the business model? Like, what are you, oh, what are you so, paying for? Uh, they put out an expansion recently where there's a different pack of pets you can buy mm. for like eight bucks. And if you play the paid version, you play against other people playing the paid version. If you play mm. the free one, you just play the free one. Now that's I haven't had any ads or anything, so I don't know. Interesting. This is a business model I can get behind where it is like, here's more content. You buy the content once and you get all yeah. the content. You yeah. So I bought it because I like generally if I play a phone game for like 10, 20 hours or something, it's like these guys deserve the money. Right? Yeah. Mm. It's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I bought the thing. I tried it once, realized there was a whole bunch of shit to learn that I hadn't learned and I hadn't even finished learning about all the ones in the normal thing. So I've just yeah. gone back to playing normal, but I've okay. at least given them some money in the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's great though. Cause as soon as the normal mode starts getting like, I've I know I've learned all the things to, there is to learn yeah. here. There's a whole suite of new mechanics for you to start exploring. Hmm. That's great. Um, uh, what other games do you play on phone? Because I I you said you've uh, at least before the podcast I think you said you, you play phone games kind of. Um, I feel like I have. It's. Are there any that um that you keep coming back to? I feel like there is. I just straight can't remember right now. That's fair. You try. Well, remember, um, what was that one that we were, uh, AI Dungeon? Do you remember that? Uh, yes. This was a Severn recommendation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even I, I remember I tried that and we were, we had a podcast where we were telling the weird stories. Mm -hmm. Um, is that a game though? Like, I, to me, I, it's a really good question. <laughs> uh, I think it is closer to a complex chat bot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, the failure states can be completely ignored. Yeah, they can there's, be. Uh, and then there seems to be no like tracking of resources. No, there's, there's or, no game mechanics no. at all. Yeah, it it's is just input thing. Output. What is this game? So basically, um, you have a. Uh, there's some. There's. It's a little more complex than chatbot, but basically, you've got a little text field window, like text field that you can enter text into, hmm. and you can sort of decide sort of what form that text takes whether it's dialogue or action or mm, something yeah. else i forget um and you put that text in and then the the quote-unquote game describes the repercussions of it so if you say yeah. to, like it'll be like you uh it might it might set up a scenario there's a you're in a bar and the bartender's looking really at you and there's a person in the corner mm. who's sharpening a knife and you can be like eat the knife and then it'll be like uh you tell the guy to eat the knife because <laughs> you've, you've accidentally kept it on dialogue. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he, he picks up that knife and he swings it at you and then you can be like, dodge the knife. And then be like, the man dodges the knife because <laughs> you've still got it on dialogue. Did you ever play, um, Hugo's house of horrors? No. That was like a old, uh, like really old, like, like text adventure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I had like a picture on the screen, but it was, Right. Yeah. Um, I've played a lot of games like it. Um, okay. Uh, there's one I played really, really long time ago called 
actually, I'm not going to be able to remember the, remember, the, remember the game, but it was, I think it was based on a sci-fi series. Uh, and there was this sort of uh, metal substance that was sort of the centerpiece of the series called Hichi. Like the metal type was called Hichi. Hmm. And um, it takes place on like a space station and you can eventually acquire a ship and go to planets and do all this stuff. But the other thing you can do is you can just type wait in yeah. a thing and, it, and time passes. And if you do that long enough, the world ends. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> so how is that uh, other game different to than standard text adventure? Kind these, of? Are, these are uh, procedurally generated. So it, oh, it's not... Okay. There's no strict uh, storyline, and it's all based on input and... Uh, uh, I guess like a huge database of possible like it's it sort of think uh, Markov strings, yeah, but, but a little smarter than that. So yeah, um, you can in the, in the scenario I describe, if you say if you say like dodge the knife and then a guy stabs you and it'll be like it might say and and you die and then you can be like rise from the mm. dead and it'll be like you rise from the dead and uh, okay. In in mine, uh, my character I remember started as a peasant in a field and uh, a rich lady walked by and dropped a coin. And I was like, pick up the coin. And it's like, you pick up the coin and then you're instantly a bolt of lightning hits you and you die. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and then I just was like, go to the afterlife. And it's like, you wake up in the afterlife. And it was like this whole other thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That does sound kind of cool. I think you said it was like school. And then, Oh yeah. Then I ended up in school and (laughs) bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it, it, it has. It was like a. It was a dreamlike kind of thing where I think it just is like these um, weird scenarios that are more kind of you. I feel like you're suspending your own like kind of disbelief to like yeah. keep them together in your yeah. in you the have game. To provide your own structure. In a lot yeah, of yeah. Um, describing it as a dream is really a good way to do it because I think it's in the same way that a dream is just kind of pulling on different synapses and memories and mm. and just trying to cobble mm. together something that you know kind of makes sense and and your brain is just like yeah okay we'll run with it yeah it's the yeah. same thing where it's like uh yeah you you mentioned gun so here's a bit of text about a gun yeah um and i and i do remember finding it had a very short memory of like what was like yes. happening like that kind of makes sense yeah um like it would remember characters names i think Unless you stopped interacting that with that character for long enough, and then it would kind of just forget that that character yeah. would ever existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not much of a game. No, it's, uh, it's a little it's interesting an, it, experiment. Though. Yeah, it's I, like an experiment. It's pretty interesting. And if I recall correctly, there is a paid version of it that's meant to be more sophisticated. Mm. Did you ever try that? No, neither. Maybe it's great. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that is a game. Yeah. It's awesome. And we'll never know. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a game. Uh called tap wizard 2 oh yeah there's a couple interesting things about this game first of all uh it does include wizards uh and uh you do tap Mm -hmm. but uh unlike most idle games where there's like tap in the Mm -hmm. name tap titans Mm -hmm. uh tapping has nothing to do with progress (laughs) oh Oh, what (laughs) (laughs) it's 
the tapping is purely just selecting things in a menu whenever oh. you when you when you occasionally need to. For some reason, okay. when you said tap wizard, I imagined like this is a bar owning simulation, and like <laughs> the beer taps oh. are the thing, and you're a wizard have that you, owns a bar. Have you ever played Soda Dungeon? <laughs> no, because that is exactly what you're describing, oh my God. <laughs> and it's actually fantastic. I love Soda Dungeon. Um, uh, it's also an idle game. Oh my God! So, sort of. Yeah, it, it can be played as an idle game. Um, anyway, uh, Tap Wizard 2 is an idle game that can be played a little more actively if you want. Uh, it's got, like, skill trees, it's got spells, it's got uh, builds, wow. like, spells. So you, 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 your wizard has a small pool of spells to choose from um, and will auto-cast them. Um, but it, there's only a limited number that you can, like, equip. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, at certain intervals, those you're offered perks for those spells. That will affect properties of the spells, or maybe spells cast before or after, like based on mm. based on things before, or mm-hmm. will affect things after. Um, uh, and so it's sort of you're you're dynamically building a character as you're playing, um, and then you'll hit uh, sort of an upper limit, and you'll reset, and you'll get some meta progress, mm. and you can start as a different kind of wizard with different set of spells that has ah. access to different perks. So it's it's really quite a fun little loop. So what? Wait, what is like you're casting spells and defeating things. Oh yeah, monsters are sweet. Uh, if uh, you're in basically a big circular arena, monsters are always coming in from this. Oh, okay. Um, and they get increasingly more difficult. Yep. Um, uh, okay. So uh, and and if you die, which you do regularly, mm. you gain some progress and uh, start time time quote unquote rewinds. Mm. Uh, and you you start a little bit earlier and you mm. continue from that point. Um, and so it gets increasingly more difficult and you make a little incremental progress. It's an incremental game. Yeah. Um, there's things to research and, yep. and so there's lots of different ways to progress. Um, and then there's a whole feature I haven't yet unlocked called eras. Yeah. Um, which takes real time that can be sped up in a few different ways. Pain? Um, technically, yes, but in a <laughs> weird way. Like, so, so you can watch an ad to get a slight boost to damage. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And research speed, and then also this meta progress mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can pay to not have to watch the ads. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and the the boost is very slight. I think it's like a ten percent boost to yeah. these things. So, um, but the, okay. the amount of time, the starting amount of time, I think is fifty real days. Mm. Um, and then like that, it's sped up by achievements and finding chests throughout mm-hmm. gameplay, and um, uh, also like hitting this sort of level cap thing mm. and resetting. Uh, so effectively it's, is, it's a 10% decrease on that time, which starts at 50 and is realistically probably closer to like 10 mm. days. Mm-hmm. So it might chop a day off. Yeah. How just, actual, how active is your engagement with the game? Uh, it varied. You can sort of determine, um, you, so you're in this big arena. There's monsters who begin from all sides. Yeah. Your wizard auto casts. You can take direct control of the wizard's movement. Okay. Um, but the wizard will also automatically move if you don't want to. And you can mm. even set sort of a real basic AI to mm. determine how aggressive the wizard is. Like cool. basically how much it tries to stay away from monsters versus how much it tries to get close. Mm. Yeah. Um, but if you want to like sit down for like an hour and just fully engage with it, will it still be engaging for that time? It'll be very simple. It's just moving the wizard around. Yeah. You'll be like pretty regularly upgrading things. So you'll be like doing research and uh, collecting chests and that sort of thing. Like the, mm. the wizard movement 
sort of engaging that. It's definitely a second screen game where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm watching something and I don't really care that much about what I'm watching. And I also want to play something and I don't really want to care that much about yeah. what I'm playing. It's, oh man, that is so, such a weird modern life thing. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. half engage with like three things. Yeah. I do that yeah. so much. I do it with audiobooks. Mm. Yeah. So I'll sit there just listening to a story, but like, I also want something to do with my hands and something to look at. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I have, that's how I end up playing random phone, oh, yeah, phone wow. games is because really I just want to be listening to the yeah. story and be somewhat distracted. I am well. a bit like that with like audiobooks. I always feel like you can't just sit down on a couch and listen to an audiobook, you have to be doing something. Yeah. Like either like work or walking is mm-hmm. the thing, or the like perfect thing to walk. Yeah, mowing yeah. the lawn is. I usually listen to all about while mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. um, so uh, well, the reason I bring this game up, besides the fact that I've been playing it, is it's also directly inspired by Path of Exile. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, it's one of uh, the few like concrete examples I can point to and say this has got wow. Path of Exile references in it whoa um this got a skill tree and on the skill tree which is uh kind of reminiscent of path of exile skill tree but obviously much shrunk down Mm. um it's got like sort of keystone ish mechanics and one of the keystones is called acrobatics oh wow (laughs) and it gives you dodge Uh, (laughs) wow uh and then it's also got um the way that the damage multipliers and stuff work there's things that increase and there's things that provide more, mm. which is like a very Path of Exile yeah. terminology, oh, yeah. like a specific Path of Exile terminology ah. thing. Um, and so there's just a few things in there where I'm like, uh, this is definitely Path of Exile oh. leaking into another game. Have you ever, that's so interesting. Have you ever uh, like looked up their like website or their, or if there's like a dev blog or something? I emailed the dev and asked, oh, him, yeah. I asked him specifically, is this, is this inspired by Path of Exile? And the answer is yes. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Damn, that's so cool. <laughs> it's cool that they took inspiration and then took a completely different style of game yeah. to yeah. put it in. Yes. Uh, uh, and it's it, it's the first like very specific, concrete, obvious example I can think of. Whoa. Um, but I'm sure there are others. And yeah. so uh, listeners, if you're out there, email frenziequestions at gmail.com with games where you found very specific, concrete examples of Path of Exile leaking into other games. Because I'm very curious. Yeah, um, I've not, I've not seen that in anything myself. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Like it's it, Path of Exile's been out for like almost ten years. I, I do remember, like Diablo three had they, um, they implemented a feature. Years, this is years and years ago, where I think it was like Rifts or something, mm-hmm. where you would go through to a random dungeon or something. Yeah, it was maps, basically. It was right? maps, yeah. yeah. And I, I remember even my friends who like were hardcore Diablo two, uh, 3 players were like, oh man, I think they're just ripping off your maps. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's that, okay? There's uh, Games take mechanics from games all yeah. the time. Um, but this specifically had the terminology. It had a thing called acrobatics that provided the same mechanic. Yeah, that's pretty um, interesting. So there's like things. Oh, also elemental overload. That was a that's a oh, yeah. mechanic yeah. that exists in huh. this game. Um, and so oh, there's no. like there are just a few. There's a, and I think there are others. Um, uh, I think it's kind of intended to be like an homage. Mm. It's like mm. yeah, I yeah, really yeah. like Path like of Exile. It. Here's a thing. I'm going to just call as the same thing in Path of Exile because mm. I liked it. That's mm. cool. Uh, Maybe one of the devs will email me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Hey, I, I know you know. Hopefully, they'll be happy I, about it. I mentioned I mentioned I worked on the game, and he uh, and he never got back to me. So I guess he's he like, was, he might have been like, oh, oh no, oh, yeah. oh player, you get a you get a patch in that game, and like, every all yeah. the terminology's changed. And now it's like, called oh, no. snackrobatic. Um, uh, anyway, I'm I'm very curious to find other Path yeah. of Exile references that exist in other games. Um, maybe they won't exist. But mm. uh, I'd I'd love to see them if they do. So if you if you're listening and yeah. you know of some, you should definitely email us. Yeah, I saw something the other day that I thought was kind of neat. Oh yeah. Although this was this is a a mod. It was um I was on Steam Workshop looking for mods for, um, I can't even remember what it was. Uh, but I looked through the mods and there was like um. There was one that made a something about a, a dead eye archer or something, and it just had it just had the the exact same like image from our game. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is just part of like someone just straight up being like, I want to play part of Exile in this other game. Interesting. Um, that's pretty cool. Do you remember what you don't, I don't remember, remember what the game it was? was. Mm-hmm. This is like the podcast where we can't remember game names. Like, <laughs> did we all hit our heads? Blake, is there a gas leak in your apartment? Well, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Um, yeah, so that's the game I've been mostly playing. I've been playing Majora's Mask as well. I think I mentioned yeah. this last week. Mm. Um, I haven't played much since then, uh, mostly because of work and baby mm. and life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I did want to mention that uh, oftentimes you'll hear about people love a game. And they want to they want a dark and gritty reboot of that game, and Zelda is often one of those games that is referenced. It's like I mean, I want, I want a dark and gritty Zelda. Got a game for you. <laughs> <laughs> and well, here's the thing: I think Majora's Mask is the dark and gritty Zelda. <laughs> it is. Um, you're okay. Sure, you're, you're breaking my chair. <laughs> yeah, I can, you're, you're, I can see now yeah. that your wheel is literally broken. Oh, jeez. It's not meant to bend that way. Yeah, I need a new chair. <laughs> Didn't you just get that chair recently? Uh, maybe eighteen months ago. Now that's too little time for yeah, it no. to be in the state of it. Too little time. You got to spend more on your chairs, Blake. Dude, uh, this was this was like the most expensive chair I've bought. Uh, I'm curious how much. Still, it was under a thousand, though. Okay, I think it was like eight hundred. That that was, that seems like too much money for a chair to be in that state already. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, eight hundred is like good cheer territory. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, this it's the same. It's the same chair as I've got at work, and I've had that that chair at work for like a couple of years, and it's mm. fine. What's interesting is the chair is broken in a very specific way in multiple places. Yeah, I have a feeling that um, I I have this like I I I have a feeling it's broken because I was using it on carpet, and it was like weirdly sinking in, and that's that's my theory. You still shouldn't be able to like snap or. Yeah, no. For the, the real listeners right now, must be so confused because thirty seconds ago I was talking about Majora's yeah. Mask, and then, on uh, seemingly out of nowhere, we start talking about uh, you need to get a new chair. Yeah. It's well, because, there was two like it, loud cracks that. Kind yeah, of I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they alluded to this coming. Two loud cracks of me like <laughs> basically touching the wheel and hearing it crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why 
we've suddenly pivoted. Anyway, that was that was chair talk. I've had the, <laughs> the chair that you're talk, sitting on, Paul. I've had for probably like I don't know ten years, and it's like solid as. Yeah, it's really not bad. Yeah. It's quite comfortable too. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna pivot back to your ancient chair? No, <laughs> it's, I like the, I like the arms. I like arms on a chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Majora's Mask. <laughs> yeah, it's it's grim. It's a yeah. real grim game. Like obviously it's apocalyptic. Um, but like, do you you guys do you know the key mechanic of that game besides the time loop thing? No. Uh, no, you're. It might be a giveaway in the title, but you put on masks. Oh, right. And you transform into these things, like into, into different. You can transform into like a Goron and a Zora huh. and a uh, Deku scrub. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're familiar with Zelda creatures and yep. races, these things might sound familiar. I only played Breath of the Wild. Uh, I Zora... played some of one of the really old ones, but I don't remember which. Gotcha. The Zora are in Breath of the Wild. The other two aren't. Okay. Oh no, the Gorons are in there as well. Um, Gorons are they the they're the, the big lava rock guys? people? Yeah, they're the lava guys. Yeah, yeah. They sure. live in the lava place. Yes, they're not made of lava. Though. No, but they love it. They love. <laughs> they love it. They love that lava. Um, yes, that's yeah. the Gorons. Uh, so in Majora's Mask, you can transform into these things, and you get these masks. Um, and the first one you get sort of. And you, know, you, you kind of get forced into this transformation, and then it's more about trying to leave this transformation. Mm. But the next, like, two, um, the first one very obviously comes from, like, a, a guy who died. And the second one comes from, um, you watch the guy die. <laughs> and, and in both of these, you then inhabit that person's body. Oh, my God. Uh, and so then you, you start to think, oh, that, f- the, that first one must also be... Like, Are they all... They're all dead, dead souls yeah, that you're yeah. inhabiting, uh, which is pretty grim. Uh, and there's just a lot of other mm. quite grim things happening. I think also, I just want to say yeah. one, there are some very relevant things in that game. Yeah. To like today's, have I talked about Pe- this? Yeah. People denying what's uh, happening. Yeah, they deny right. the fact yeah. that the moon is falling. There's, um, there's a climate change thing <laughs> where like you go to the, the sea area and the water is literally getting warmer. Uh, and, uh, causing all these like yep. ecological disasters. <laughs> it's like yep. okay, guys, this is wow. this game is uh, almost like twenty five years old, yeah. and nothing's changed. Yeah, oh boy, it's pretty impressive. That is pretty cool. Is that on? Is that on Switch? Yep, it's on Switch. If you've got the Nintendo sixty four expansion pass thing. Oh wait, uh, what? And how much is that thing? It's like uh, eighty dollars a year. Why? What? Oh my god! Why are they gating me to just? Oh, can I just buy it on Switch? Yeah, I know. I get it. Um, uh, I think your frustration is justified. Uh, and I probably want. Uh, you know, I don't agree with the business practice, mm. but I still subscribe because I wanted <laughs> to play Banjo Kazooie, and then I also got Majora's Mask. Yeah. Did they ever do a um Mario sixty four remake, or is it just on that? There's also that. It's on there as well. They yeah. so they did re didn't do like a remake, but they did like a it's probably like an HD version, I guess. Okay. Um is it on that though? No. That- so all of the N sixty four stuff is as those games were oh, okay. on the N sixty four. See, I want a I want a newer I want a good looking one. Mm. Yep, you're not gonna get it here. <laughs> cool. Um they are very much N sixty four style. Yeah. It's so crazy. Nintendo could make so much money on just like 
re-releasing old games. Re-releasing old games, but they, like they up, know that up. and they have already. What was that? What was that other Zelda one that they re-released that had that plasticky look? Um, it was like a few years ago. Wind Waker, or are you talking about? Um, no, they they released it on um, on Switch. On Switch, uh, it was it was one of the um, top-down yeah. old-fashioned oh um, Zelda's uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, and they had they remastered it with this like plasticky updated. Yeah, and they like, put a little extra content in there as well. Yeah, um, we do bought that, that for all their all their classics in uh, Mario sixty four. I Blake, you know how I feel about re releasing the same game over and over and over again. Yeah, without putting out a new game. <laughs> they also put out new games though. They do. You but, are specifically talking about Grand Theft Auto. This is not a Grand Theft Auto situation. If Mario sixty, <laughs> if Mario sixty four was still the only game they'd made and they'd already released it like three times or four times, then yeah, maybe I'd agree with you. But, You're also technically kind of playing a re-release of a old game, though. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> but um, uh, they, yeah, and they they are Nintendo's certainly guilty of this practice, but they also put out new games. Yeah. Um, so I reckon just do it more. <laughs> do more of it. <laughs> it's people so, will be so excited why? for it in six years. First, you get people like me with the nostalgia. And also, uh, you like it will just look good. And it's just a brand new game for people who haven't played it, who don't want to go back to N64-style graphics. kind of a good point. Because there are a bunch of old games that I would potentially play if they were re-released. Yeah, now. like what? I... Uh, can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> but there's heaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I get concerned. Email- for, like, if I, if I was running a business and someone said, "There's so many games I would play," if uh, if but uh, there's a lot of games I haven't played, right? Sure, and a lot of them are like well acclaimed. Or I I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, Half Life One is one of those for me. Ooh, yeah. yeah, Half Life One and Two is one of those ones for me. They. They someone started. There was a group of people who started remaking Half Life One in the in the Source engine. Yeah, and they got. Uh, Is that Black Mesa? F- yeah, yeah. They when they released free, um, they got pretty far through it. I don't mm. know if they ever finished it, but it was pretty good. Mm. It was a pretty good remake. Uh, I would absolutely love to play a brand spanking new Half Life. The thing, I. I love and miss about Half-Life most of all is the crazy weapons. Hmm. Games do not do crazy weapons mm. the way they used to. What about, um? isn't the new Doom, isn't that full of crazy weapons? Maybe. So maybe I'm also wrong. also not played that. <laughs> I haven't played it. But uh, I've heard that it's... I didn't play the new Doom either. No. it's It was one of those games that like, I don't know, man, there's something about like, I understand why it's awesome. And I'm like, this looks great. And I've mm. seen videos of it. And like, this looks awesome. And it's probably a blast to play. But I sort of just like I don't care. Like yeah. I'm. I, yeah, and everyone was talking about how good it was as well. Yeah, and I'm like I don't disagree. I'm just like that looks yeah. great to me. <laughs> it looks awesome. But you know I'm not really wanting to go out of my way to go and buy it. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's just um I as I've gotten older I. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. As, as I've gone, Despite the fact that everyone you've spoken to has also gotten older, <laughs> like er, all the people who are telling you you should get it. Go on. Yeah, they're all the same age. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know, dude. I think that just as as I've gotten older, I've 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 weird like the games I enjoy the most are these like early access, early access games. <laughs> um, 
Maybe if it came out uh, half finished, I'd play yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was called like with like no help yeah, of it ever <laughs> actually being finished yeah. and properly yeah. released. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be uh, multiplayer survival. Yeah. Uh, it needs to have maybe a city building mechanic. Yeah. It has to have the promise of something amazing yeah. that I never <laughs> actually get to because yeah. I would play it for like two hours. But no, but like I, I've found myself gravitating towards games with like sort of complicated systems yeah like village management sims <laughs> i really like a lot <laughs> like things like okay the anno series is a perfect example where it's just like resources that rely on other resources that rely on other resources yeah. and it uh, turns into this yeah. big complex like thing that like if you take a you 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 i play for like you know weeks or something the same game mm. like the same i'm building the same city for weeks and weeks and weeks and then if i take a break for a few more weeks and come back to it. I'm like, what is even going on? Because yeah. it's just a whole series of systems yeah. that all feed into yeah. each other. It's like Factorio, basically. Yeah. Um, which is a thing I've also never played though. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how, but Factorio is like probably right up my alley mm-hmm. where it's just like all yeah. these systems relying on other systems that rely on other systems. Um, village man, I like village management stuff because um, you feel like you're building like building something you know, you're creating like a village and it's mm-hmm. like you've got you've got you've got jobs that you're assigning people and it's all that kind of same thing of like resources relying on other resources and yeah to, to, to you making something thrive is like a fun hey, thing for me Blake, what do you do for a living now um what do you mean what what is your specific job at, at ggg you mean <laughs> You mean now that I'm managing people? Yeah. Yeah, I am enjoying it quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Do they have enough grain? <laughs> yeah. I need uh, to put more art in the art pipe. Yep. Yep. Art pipe is too thin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think it's interesting that the thing, uh, I, I wonder um, which came first, it, it was a, whether it was the slow creeping up of your management duties. Or your enjoyment of the like, was it genre. was it like a parallel evolution? Yeah, you know? was, <laughs> it was it like just a natural? I don't like, know. Like when I when did I first? I I think that some people um, like to play games that mirror their work without the consequences. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and if everyone in my village dies, no real consequences. But if everyone on my environment team dies, team dies <laughs> man, whew, that'd be, I'd be in real responsible. <laughs> okay, so I shouldn't have poisoned the team. Good to know. Um, but I, I think I wonder if that's sort of uh, what's going on to some Maybe. degree. Maybe a lot I, of like people yeah. like to grind through games. And, yeah, and their everyday jobs are also kind of grindy. Yeah, I, I get that. I do not like grind fest games i absolutely hate like i cannot put up with them mm. and how's elden ring it's not grindy mm. depends Dark Souls on... games are never grindy but again it depends yeah it depends yeah. on how you play yeah like I, I have a friend who was like talking about uh his gameplay and he's like oh yeah i just found the spot and then i just farmed that spot for like three hours i'm like oh my god yeah what, what a horrible way to play this game yeah. <laughs> what does that guy do for a living um, he is a on a help desk in um, like, <laughs> like a tech company. So he grinds through problems for three hours. Probably, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I think you've I think you've discovered something here. Nick. <laughs> I don't think this holds true for everybody. You like but idle I, games, Nick? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't do much. <laughs> uh, 
I like systems that handle themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, but that is, actually, this is true. I do like robust systems as a game designer. Yeah. It's something where it's like, um, it is something the player can engage in. And uh, the more they engage in it, the more they get out of it. Mm. Um, and and potentially the more it feeds into other systems. I think it is. Mm. I think that's an interesting thing. I also think it's the sort of thing where it's like, I like systems where you can tweak balance on certain spots and it will impact like the power of that or um, the, the enjoyment of it, but it won't break the game. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Robust systems are cool. Um, anyway. You, is there a game that uh, you would say demonstrates that the most? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Mm. Good question. Um, I, you know, Minecraft is probably an example, I think, where it is, it, there are a lot of different systems in there. Mm. Um, and, uh, you can tweak those systems. Like you can put more trees in an area. You can put more diamonds in an area, uh, and a player can, it will change how the player plays, mm. but it won't break the game. Yeah. It gives them different options. Is it a thing, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild, how a lot of those element things interact with each other? That's probably another good example, yeah, yeah. where it's, um, yeah, you can create a huge fire and you can always light fun. up on it. It's always fun. Um, there was a, a while, uh, I don't know if it's, maybe it's been patched out now, but you used to be able to, like, levitate, uh, used to be able to put, like, a minecart on a piece of, like, on a sheet of metal make it fly and you'd yeah you could sit in the mine cart yeah. and levitate the metal I don't below think it's been, uh, i don't think it's been patched you just out. basically make a flying car yeah yep you can do that so cool it's still a thing all of their like speed runs of that have them winding up hitting like a log or something then running up the log yeah. right as it gets ahead and then mm-hmm. jumping on it right and then yeah, you just go flying yeah um you guys have been looking at some pretty old speed runs is that not the method oh yeah anymore? i haven't watched any in yeah. a while now that's all about wind bombs what is that? <laughs> so, um, by the way, you should absolutely watch some Breath of the Wild speedruns yeah. nowadays because they are ridiculous. Wow. Um, but wind bombs, it's where you um, you jump in the air, you drop a bomb, mm. and then you, uh, a fraction of a second later, drop the other bomb. Oh, God, that's fast. And then you f- swap back to that first bomb and detonate it. And um, you knock that second bomb basically into your back. And oh it launches God. you. That is insane. Um, and then I think you have to, you, you're meant to sort of do some pausing here and there with like certain points hmm. to um, potentially, I think it's to like get some lag. Um, this is specifically if you really want to take advantage of it. Yeah. If you if you lag out the game just the right way as you're getting your glider out, hmm. um, you'll lock in like super high speed. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, you mentioned that before when we were talking about Elden Ring's weird uh like world chunk loading sections mm, that's right that yep. would that would have like a bit of weird lag yeah i think you mentioned that if you're gliding in zelda through one of those loading chunks you can pause it at a certain time and then yep. unpause it and you move like three times as fast it's yeah. crazy that people figure these things out hey yeah how oh, do they do it do they just do they just try different things yes yeah pretty much <laughs> um there's i mean the this the zelda speed running community in particular because it's such a uh, it's such a um, flexible game in terms of its physics. Mm-hmm. Um, has opened up a lot of interesting ways to experiment, mm. and lots of discoveries have been made. Um, some of the more recent discoveries, they've figured out how to like clone items and like. Oh no! Um, that, isn't that bad? 
You don't want to dupe items? Uh, unless you're a speedrunner. How, do you, how do you dupe items in that game? It'd be like um, dropping them and then un, unpausing it's, at the right it's about, is, it's, yeah, it's like It's like about holding certain items and then dropping them and then switching to certain items. Mm. And, then, and it's about like overloading the menu memory. and like, yeah. So it's specifically uh, playing with game data in weird ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's ways to do things where it's like you can get into a state where you're trying... You know how you like find those locations in the world to watch a cutscene yeah um there's weird stuff that could happen with those cutscenes replaying while you're doing stuff on the menu that does stuff to the memory um Mm. so Mm. um it's absolutely worth looking into modern day zelda Mm. speedruns and glitches because they are interesting explorations of like the underlying limitations of games and Mm -hmm. code and uh problems with physics and things that get overlooked yeah or things that are um, accepted as necessary evils by the developer. Mm. Like a lot of the time, they pro- QA probably found a lot of these things. And yeah, like, they just say it's fine. these are these are things that could cause problems, but they're uh, either really hard to find mm. or really hard to fix it, or both. It's a thing of like, does it? How much does it affect the actual average player? Yeah, like none of the speedrunning techniques have affected me in any way. Yeah, like you know the whole like rolling against a shrine until you somehow pop into it. Um, I do know what you're talking about. It's not that's not what's happening. But go on. Well, yeah, well, I, that looks like what's happening to me. <laughs> um, so that that is again, modern speed running is ridiculous. The way this works is you, uh, you know how you can shield jump. You can like yeah. j- jump on your shield and like yeah. slide. If you do that and then land on your shield on the ground at specific angles, mm. then angle is saved. Mm. And so then when you um jump back on your shield, your ang- your shield will be skewed in a certain angle. Mm. So you try and get your angle specific way yeah and then you try and shield jump in such a way that it will clip through a wall yeah yeah and that's what's actually happening is they are trying to they're trying to get their it's like i couldn't even tell tweaked angle shield angle to clip through <laughs> the shrine wall i couldn't even uh, tell because like all i see of them is just like rolling against the wall and then they suddenly popped into the like the shrine yeah. thing. and it's all just the it's all just to like bypass that small cutscene of him putting the tablet on the thing and opening the door and then having to go down. Yeah, either that or it's it's a there's sometimes there's quest requirements that they are trying oh, to bypass yeah, as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it's just like I've watched a few and it's like every every shrine they do it and I think it is just to cuz cuz there's a I mean speedruns are the only things that's like are fixed are the cutscenes, right? Like things that like basically no. the game stops no. And 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 you have to watch the. <laughs> nope. No. No. Uh, in fact, I think the things that they're trying to bypass in the runs you're watching are specifically because they've bypassed a cutscene where it activates all of those shrines. Oh, interesting. So, like, uh, I think there's a requirement that you get to like the first tower, and yeah. like, there's a. Oh, they just don't do that. They don't do that. They bypass what? that, and so then no shrines are technically active. Right. Uh, and they've. Oh uh, they need to find a way to. Yeah, it's it's faster to do this top potentially unstable, like yeah, potentially time consuming thing than it is to go and do this tower mechanic and wait through the cutscene and all this other jazz. It's crazy. I thought it was just like because I, you know, you walk up to one of those towers and you put the tablet on the thing, yeah. and then you have you're just pressing the button to like hurry up and skip, you yeah. know. But it just it still takes. A yeah, bit that's of time. that's probably part of it as yeah. well. Like it's all it all accumulates, and, mm. and someone's done the math and said it's just actually just shave faster off a to few skip, skip all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah speedruns. Definitely watch some speedruns. They're very fun, very wow. interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
I don't even remember what the crux of your question was. Wind bombs. Oh, robust, robust systems. Sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Robust systems. Um, Sounds like Zelda. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Zelda, Zelda is a, both a good and a bad example because yeah. it's uh, it supports all these weird things, mm. um, but it also does break the game. Sometimes mm. in like a critical way where the game will stop functioning. Yeah. Um, but usually in a soft way where the game will start doing weird stuff. Mm. Um, and that's, I think also that's fine. Like if a game starts doing weird stuff, that's a, I think, an example of it being pretty robust. Yeah, I mean, like, if it doesn't actually like glitch out the game in some way. Yeah, right? if it doesn't crash the game. Yeah, yeah, it's fine in my yeah. opinion. That whole thing of like, like jumping on a tree before you, you know, you build up the, what is it, kinetic, yeah, power, and then you jump on it. Like, never even thought of doing that to, <laughs> for anything. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my god, yeah. Gonna have to try that. What I love about that is it's such a simple interaction with the game mechanics. It is. It is super simple. Like it's just anyone could do it. You don't have to be some crazy, crazy like wind bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching some. There, there is some speed run right with one of the old Mario games where they actually like reprogram something about the game. So there's a Pokemon one, Pokemon Yellow, I think. Yeah, where they. Do a bunch of menu manipulation to rewrite memory in a specific way. That's crazy. And give themselves things. Yeah. There's um there is a concept in uh game exploitation, I guess, called arbitrary code injection, which is <laughs> yeah. also it's a hacking thing. But um yeah. uh, uh you can do it in uh Mario Brothers. Yeah. And I think Super Mario Brothers three. And there's a really great example um of someone basically um I don't remember the exact scenario in which it, it can occur, but you can get into a point where you can do arbitrary code injection hmm. and someone then built snake within Mario. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and so there's, there's a great video. Oh I think it's, it was on a, like an AGDQ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they have like a special controller hooked up. <laughs> uh, One of the Tazbot things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they, they get it into the state where they can do the arbitrary code injection and then, uh, the game locks up for 10 seconds or so, and then, like, a game of Snake starts. <laughs> On the next frame. It's, um, that sort of stuff I find truly incredible. Yeah. Um, wow. Arbitrary code injection is also sort of used yeah. for, like, Ocarina of Time speedruns, where it's, like, it's not quite the same, but, like, um, the way the bottle works, mm. the bottle is, like, notoriously the most broken thing in Ocarina of Time because... Um, where it is placed on the menu, uh, on your on your controller rather, um, under certain conditions, will uh, take two values and like add them together, and then you get like sort of a roll across of mm. uh, it, like the, all these things are indexed onto two fifty six, and so you can start dropping things out of bottles that don't exist or can't exist yeah. in bottles. Mm. Uh, you can just get wow. any kind of item you want. Wow. Um, you can turn it into like you know the the things you need to access levels like the mm. medallions or whatever, mm. and so a lot of um, Ocarina of Time speedruns use this sort of. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. These are all like uh, results from complex systems, which mm. almost every game is a complex system. Yeah, um, yeah. But the more complex you have it, the more this sort of thing can become a possibility, mm. uh, and that's uh, really interesting. Mm. I think. Um, talking about robust systems, I think you might be right that Minecraft might actually be the best example, because people do make computers yeah. in it. 
yep. and they make other games in it. Like, yep. like you talking about Snake just reminded me that, like, yeah, I've seen videos of people who have made these giant computers yep. in Minecraft <laughs> that just run a completely different game. I've seen yeah. them playing Pokemon within Minecraft, like, like Pokemon <laughs> um, Red. One of the first versions of any kind of like Factorio like game that I saw was just based off where I was just a bunch of Minecraft mods that all work together wow. so that you would just create all these systems to like keep processing things yeah. into different yeah. things. Mm. Wow. Um, there was uh, a very, when I was working as a game journalist, um, I would occasionally do columns for IGN Australia. And one of them was like just kind of cool stuff that people had made like full use cool uh user gener- generated content for mm. games and one of them was um little big planet oh yeah which had a level creation oh tool. yeah i remember that and mm-hmm. there was yeah. a guy i emailed him uh it was it was a he was a french postman in france yeah who had made a calculator a functioning calculator within little big planet <laughs> <laughs> that's um, pretty cool which was and, and the it, the the most amazing thing about it was he does this sort of level sweep um and it's just Tons of of um, like ropes and cogs and things that to make the logic work. Yep. But it, it would do like addition and subtraction and multiplication and division. Oh, that's so and, cool. And uh, it was very very impressive. Yeah. Um. So that's another like great robust system where wow. it's like you have these tools. Maybe they're not intended to be used the way they are mm. used, mm. but they have um the flexibility to be used this way. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of thing I just find fascinating. Yeah, that is that is crazy. Um, anyway, we actually, uh, we are almost out of time. Um, do you guys have anything else? We didn't t- talk about Elden Ring at all. Do you want anything, any updates in Elden Ring um, world? I don't think there's much more to talk about other than like, I, I don't think the last time I really hit on um, the exploration in that game. Yeah. Like that's a huge part of why I'm enjoying it. It's, I, I read a comment yesterday yeah. talking about exploration in Elden Ring. Um Someone was talking about you can be in a dungeon and you'll be like, you'll go up the stairs and where's the rest of the dungeon? You'll go down the stairs. Where's the rest of the dungeon? You'll go down the elevator. Where's the rest of the dungeon? Yeah. And then you have to look under the elevator when it goes back up and that's where the rest of the dungeon is. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have have interesting things like that. Or you have to, there's apparently one where you have to stand on top of a rising guillotine in a row of guillotines. Oh my God, I've not seen that. Uh, Yeah, I've I've done that one. Yeah, it kind of gives away that there's something up there though because there's like archers up there shooting down at you. Mm. I think it's archers. That's, if that's the case, that's, that's great. I, um, I know I, you get hung up on things of like there was no signaling that any of this was yes. there. <laughs> yes, because it seems arbitrary. Yeah. It seems like the designer being mm. Well here's okay, this here's, is funny. here's something here's something for you. Here's a dungeon that I went through and uh I did get to a point where I was like, Where's the rest of the dungeon? Um and uh I just happened to be fighting a monster right next to a blank wall mm-hmm. and I hit the wall and it it showed like you know, it, it was a, yep. it revealed itself as a hidden hidden passage, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I went through and realized that um, oh, this dungeon is full of these things. So I went through, you know, found my way to the end, fought yep. the boss, and the boss has a similar mechanic to that. What, the boss has a mechanic where you hit the wall. No, the boss has. I say so. It's a. It, you start fighting this boss, and you realize during the fight this this thing I'm fighting isn't a boss. Because oh, interesting. It, it 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 it's a summon, like it's the same color as a yeah. summon that pops up, and you're fighting it, and the boss health bar is like showing but not going down, uh-huh. and this summon has its own health bar. 
So I'm like, I'm looking around and I'm like, <laughs> there's something like the walls, yeah. there's something hidden here. And I see this like, um, this like area of light on the ground where there's no other light around. Mm. And I was like, that's, that's weird. What is that? And I just like walked up to it and like did a slash. And there was like this, like this little, like little snail guy there <laughs> and he was the boss. Oh, that's amazing. That's, I haven't found that yet. That sort of thing I think is cool. Yeah. Because you, you, you got the signals. Yeah. I was aware that this dungeon has hidden things. Yes. Mm. So I'm, yeah, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm looking for something. I mean, it's obviously not a, it was, I was, didn't expect it to be a hidden wall yep. inside this dungeon, be, inside this boss arena. Cause all the mini bosses of these, all these bosses of these like little dungeons all basically have the same arena. Mm, like it's all, mm -hmm, it's all laid mm -hmm. out the same. And I haven't encountered anything where there's been like anything new in the arena. So I, right. I the only thing that looked different was there was this like light source where yep, there yep. was no actual light source. Mm. So that, that sort of thing is cool to me where yeah. it's like, um, it sounds like they gave you a bunch of different chances to, to accidentally hit walls yeah to discover that the this... yeah well that, that was the thing there was like yeah i accidentally hit the wall the yeah. first time because there was a monster like right next to it yeah yeah well that that seems cool to me yeah like, yeah this that sounds like an intended thing the player uh and sound, correct me if i'm wrong this sounds like um there were multiple rooms where this was the case yeah so the, the odds of a player hitting the wall go up yeah then they'll go ah there was a bunch of matching walls they'll mm. go and they'll do exploring mm. they'll find these rooms that all have sort of the same layout and then they'll find that one of them is different in yeah. a key way you observe all this uh they've got the clue of the boss having a health bar that doesn't move and looking like a summon and then there's this light source and that's a different key difference and then you make mm. this you you experimentally swing at it you which you could also accidentally do during the fight probably. yeah you could also accidentally hit um, it if you were just in the right spot so that's all cool mm. like i think that's all like uh a fun interesting clever uh like exciting thing for a player to explore and yeah. discover yeah um what i don't like is when it's arbitrary and feels like the developer is just like tee hee hee they're never yeah. gonna find this here um i'm pretty but, sure uh, you're actually just gonna like the game I probably will. Because a lot of it, mm. so much of the stuff comes up in gameplay naturally. Yeah. They do a lot to hint that something's going to be there. Yeah. Mm. I, I, that's, honestly, I, I've said it, I think I said this before the podcast, before we hit the record button, but I want to play Elden Ring. Mm. Um, but it, it is, um, two, two things, are, okay, several things are working against me. First of all, I just don't have a thing to play it on other than a PC. PC's yeah. pretty old. Probably yeah. not going to run well. It doesn't run well on a new PC as far as I understand. Mm -hmm. um, uh, also, I have a baby and this is a game that you have to take yeah, hours into. I don't think you can play it on baby either. No. Uh, should be no help. I, I will try though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then of course, uh, there's that like mental hurdle of it, <laughs> of it being like um, the breaking bad of games. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's <laughs> funny that it, it is very much like that. That's why I've not played it too much during the week because like, I, it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weekend game for me. Like, yeah. although last weekend, man, I played it so much, like played it every day last week, uh, last weekend. I oh, mean. every day. No, every day. Every day of the two weekend days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I only played it. Not last weekend. The Sunday before. Yeah. Wow. I think I was busy last weekend. Do you find yeah, yourself was. dreading it until you're ready f to play it? Like, as in, it's just, you, when you consider playing it, you're like, I just, it's, I don't have the energy. No, 
I just sometimes don't feel motivated to play it because I know that it's going to be hard. Yeah. Mm. And unless I feel like actually being challenged by something, I'm... I think I think I'll, it depends on it. where you are in the game as well. Yeah. Like I've found that when I've sort of discovered something new, I'm like excited to play it. Mm. But then when I get, I'm at a point basically now where I'm like, ah, uh, one of the main ways forward is like beating these two bosses. And I'm like, I'm not really feeling like, like fighting my way against these bosses. But mm. like with the open world, there are other places I can go to. So there's like yeah. more exploration. Like I went to, uh, just last night, I went back to the Stormvale Castle where the first major boss is. Mm. Um, and I'm like quite massively overleveled for that area, but it allowed me to explore it more fully. Mm. Uh, and I found places that I hadn't been to before. And like I found like this whole area that I just didn't go to before because I didn't really know. Uh, well, I wasn't willing to risk Death. Your runes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. but now I'm, I'm just like every. I can basically kill everything in like two hits. So I just mm. like go through and like, I'm I'm, like repeating areas, feels a lot more rewarding because of that. Because mm. I because all the items you find are all valid throughout the entire game. There's nothing that like, you know, like say in other like RPGs. Yeah, yeah. You might be like, oh, this item gets worse because I'm I'm over leveled. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, but you might find an item in an area yeah. if you go back to, and it's like, oh, this would have been great, you know, right. ten hours ago, but no, <laughs> it's useless to me. Uh, no, all the all the items you find are all valid, That's like cool. always, yeah. And you just gotta sink a bunch of resources into them. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta, it, and that's the whole like where the build stuff comes from, like mm. people creating different builds and gotcha and that. Um, but yeah, it's still great. It's the exploration that's really like getting me a lot, and and. I- I do want to play it. And I love exploring in a, in a cool world. There's a thing. It, I th- there's a thing it does that I actually really like, and people have complained about this. Like um, Fabian, who who's been on the podcast, did complain that he wishes that the game uh, had like a little notebook that you could write into it. Mm, yeah. um, but I'm like, dude, those exist in real life. Like that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what I did. Right there. <laughs> I've got like an Evernote document that has like a bunch of just. Well, it probably reads like gibberish. Yeah, yeah. Of just like specific locations that someone was talking about because I missed, yeah. like half heard it. Yeah. I scrambled mm. to like write it down in the middle of the conversation, that, which is yeah. I feel like how it would go if you were actually <laughs> yeah, adventuring, exactly. right? That, like, well, you could ask that person again. You that can, is exactly you can tell how sometimes more detail. That is exactly how I feel. Where it's like sometimes if you don't listen, uh, they don't repeat it. Yeah. You know, like they'll tell you all the stuff. And then you talk to them again and they just sort of, they say some stuff, but it's not like. Nothing at not all about what they talked about. They'll yeah, just be yeah. like, uh, they'll just be like, well, I'm off now. Leave. And you're like, oh. <laughs> uh, can you put map pins on your yeah. map? Okay, cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Um, but yeah, there was this, this part I stumbled into uh, where basically I just like unlocked this whole quest line that I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, it was all characters that I'd met in different, it was characters, a bunch of characters I'd met in different parts of the world. And, um, this, this, this lady that, uh, like basically I accepted her quest and then she's like saying like, Oh, this, you know, like this character is working for me and this character is, and this character is. And I was like, Oh my God, I met all these guys. And mm. I did, I did stuff for them like Let's ages go. ago. And then like, I went and met up with one of them and, and like, it was like, it just, it just, I don't know. It just made it more exciting to be like, mm. 
oh, I'm, cool. I'm on to something now. Like yeah. there's, there's finally a direction to go in. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like that, a direction to go in. Yeah. Hey, Blake. <laughs> You would love normal games. <laughs> <laughs> the but, ones where it's just like quests yeah. and you yeah. just go but to the quests. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like we were saying, there's no quest log. So you have to just remember this or yeah. write it down. And also you can just skip entire parts of quests yeah. and just start again later. Like yeah. I got to a point that there was a quest that I started where I was specifically like supposed to meet someone somewhere. Yeah. And then I ended up in this other place. Oh, yeah. After just a bunch of adventuring. And it was like, oh, I'm, it's sad I missed you at blah, blah, blah. And I was like, shit, I was going to go do that next. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool that the game just like. It just carries on. Yeah. yeah. And like, nice. it made sense in the timeline. It was yeah. like, I missed you at blah. And... Oh, man. That's so cool. Mm. But, yeah. All right. We're, we're well out of time. I'm going to read out when uh, we got this comment from a listener. Um, this is listener WiggyWig, which um, I think is uh, a reference to WYSIWYG. So this is probably yeah. what you get is what you get. <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure that's what that stands for. Yeah, okay. Um, and he says, or she, uh, as a web dev myself, dreaming of moving to NZ and working for GGG, I am more than stoked about the new edition. Looking forward to the next episodes and all the best to the missing original member. All the best to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, welcome, Paul. Cheers. Don't get a big head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, if you've got a question or comment, if you want to uh, tell Paul lovely things, you can email frenziequestions at gmail.com. Um, but we'll Any web back. dev questions? Yep. <laughs> or, or leave a I'm comment. I'll, I'll, I'll do the, my like, best to answer things. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take the lovely things, you take the web dev questions. Yeah, I'll take the web dev questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'll answer questions have, about the art pipeline at GG. Yeah. Have you tried WordPress? <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be back uh, probably in a couple weeks uh, after yep. Easter. Oh, yeah, Easter next week. Yeah, good timing after Easter because I think I'm going to be busy and I think probably other people might have plans. I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but Blake is the Easter Bunny. It's probably going to be laying those. I've got so many eggs to lay. <laughs> yeah, you've That's been, why you finally brought sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. justification could i make fun of someone whose sugar only comes stolen from shops? (laughs) i was like because you you were like you could just buy this and i'm like this doesn't exist you have to you have to be like a coffee shop and get it from a supplier or something (laughs) Uh and then i like went into the went i went shopping the other day and i was like you know what i'm just gonna have a look i want to prove that nick wrong (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna have a look and then how did that pan out (laughs) just real quick how did into the microphone if you if you could. <laughs> it turned out real On good. The record. It turned out real good because now I don't have to steal sugar from from cafes. Wow. You say now I don't have to. Yeah. Like, like prior to that, it wasn't an option. There was no other way to get packet sugar. Right. Although all the coffee shops manufactured their own. You had to be. I assumed you had to be a coffee shop owner and order it from some special supplier. Yeah. Yeah. That's why all of them were from coffee shops. And I, I, I was like, I can tip these out now. Well, you know what? I'm proud of you, Blake. I'm proud of you. For- I'm proud of myself as well. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's, this is a- like, this is great. What an awesome, like, what an, 
How long have they been a- around? Though? Really, really, really long time. Like, Especially really long. for coffee shops. I've literally shops. never seen them. Like, <laughs> decades. Outside of a coffee literally shop. decades. <laughs> I've l- never, ever seen them outside of a coffee shop. I'm pretty sure uh, the office has had them. Is there always a little bit of stress in, like, the stealing of the sh- sugar packets? It was. E- it used to be easy because, like, I used to have a shirt... A black. I used to have a black shirt. <laughs> no. oh. Yeah, I know. I used to have a black shirt that had like a pocket. Yeah, and I'll just like put them in the pocket. Real. Would you spe- specifically wear that shirt to coffee places so that you were in prime <laughs> it just, position? To- <laughs> it just happened that back then, all my sh- all my black shirts had a pocket. So what? So what's that, all what's changed? Shirts I just bought better thievings. shirts. You bought better shirts, but you lost the. pocket? I lost the pocket. Yeah, I bought better shirts, but. What yeah. makes them better if they now don't they're have from Helen Steins and they're more expensive? <laughs> Are they more comfortable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They're, they're more well fitted. I was just getting warehouse ones. Yeah. 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 You could get into sewing and start attaching your own pockets. <laughs> my own pocket. <laughs> my own sugar pocket. <laughs> oh, you make like a trap pocket that like goes down to like a little bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes into the yeah. shoe. I better, I, I better not forget you, and only you have like not a, put something a, else in there accidentally. Yeah. You've got like a, it's like a straw. Yeah. You, it's like you suck it up and it goes down a pipe <laughs> next to your mouth and then. I just don't know any other way to get sugar. <laughs> There's no other way. No way. <laughs> Only coffee shops get sugar. It's crazy. Yeah, you gotta own it. I'm gonna have to start a coffee shop. <laughs> I love this get, idea. In order to get sugar packets, you, you have a fake coffee shop that becomes a real business, and it's all yeah. still part of the <laughs> coffee shop group. It's all just sugar <laughs> makes great coffee, really good coffee. Yeah. It's really business. popular, and you're you're really frustrated because like oh, this is so frustrating. I have all this money that I have to do taxes on. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have to find a place to put all the money. <laughs> I just want the sugar <laughs> to get sugar. <laughs> Keep calling it a grift well, when it's, actually it's, it's a so, legitimate yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating because I have all the sugar goes to the customers. <laughs> I have to allocate a certain yeah. amount of sugar to the customers and I only get to keep 10% of the sugar. I feel like you're still going around all the tables just pocketing yeah, the things pocketing. after putting them out. Yeah, you, you own the business and you're buying the sugar and still you put the sugar out on the counter and then you look around and you go, <laughs> yeah, I take one. I take one sugar packet from every table. Yeah, um, it's like it's great. They'll never notice. It's great, no one will notice. <laughs> it's the perfect I'm stealing crime. from this business it's that the I perfect own. Crime. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys got games to talk about because I don't really have many much to talk about. I've only been playing Elden Ring. I started playing some dumb phone game. <laughs> oh, that's great. Nick loves dumb phone perfect. games. That's all I play. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to hear about your dumb phone game. Um. um dumb is it